welcome to another episode of the Spirit of 2016 podcast. Northern Ireland have won a game of association football. Uh, it's ended Malta nil, Northern Ireland 3, and a completely pointless international friendly at a neutral venue. Uh, if that doesn't excite you, Pete, what will? Uh, I'm Andy Bell, by the way, you're Peter Baker. And uh, yeah, we've won a game, get in. <laughs> I mean, what can I say? I thought we'd hammer them. We did hammer them. Away from home, but not away from home. Great result. Really, really yeah, The, the, the fact that Malta weren't at home either is completely irrelevant, and we're going to ignore it for the rest of the time. Yeah, that sounds fair <laughs> enough to me. Yeah, great result. Really happy with it. Job done. Ticked. Yeah, Box yeah. Ticked. Yeah, buzzing. It's always good to see Northern Ireland win. It's always good to see Northern Ireland score a few goals. Where you know nothing's ever a guarantee with us. Nothing's ever uh, nothing's ever nailed on. So um, yeah, it, it's good to see. And it starts pretty much straight away with Jordan Jones, who uh, is in the team tonight. He plays up front, which is. Uh, I mean, we came up with about 15 different formations and um, different personnel and different places, people, positions, players could be. Uh, I didn't quite have McGuinness and Jones up front, but uh, he, I mean, he, he does quite well tonight, but he, he gets that goal straight away. It's a mistake from them, but he has to he has to take a good touch and he has to hit it first time. That's what he does. He strikes it well and he gives himself a chance. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. Wonderful start. Where, I mean, when was the last time we scored a goal? Let alone scored inside the first two minutes. Uh, yeah, it's a first, first, first half goal <laughs> in ten games or something ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it was. It, admittedly, it's a bit of a gift, but as you said, great first touch from Jones, and he just he hit it as hard and low, and keeper took a gamble, mm-hmm. and it, it ricocheted. He took a few gambles for a play in. He, he did. <laughs> yeah, but it was a great start. I thought, ah, this is it. Yeah, five or six here, please. Um, not quite the case for the remainder of the first half, I suppose. But Jones, I thought, was very impressive throughout. I thought he was good as well. I thought he was he was up there with our best players today. He's, he gives you kind of that sharpness. How many times were, were we sitting there watching that? And, and, and either I said to you or you said to me, like, only Jordan Jones can give us that. It's when he... You know, each of our wingers, McGinn, whether it's McGinn, whether it's White, whoever's playing on the wing, they give us something. You kind of know what you're going to get. Whereas with Jordan Jones, he can go either way. He can get a shot away he can get a good ball in the box he, he can go missing for half an hour as well you don't see him for half an hour in the first half at one point um, but he pops up he gets the first goal uh, he's involved in the second and, and he provides a level of quality that we simply can't afford to uh, to not have in this squad despite Dave Dunning's uh, greatest dreams <laughs> yeah I mean admit it it is Malta so you have to take it with a pinch of salt but even still he was the one player who was doing things on the ball that nobody else on the pitch was doing Um Maybe against greater opposition, he doesn't have the same impact, but it's worth a try, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's my taking from it. And the, the question around Jordan Jones is, if if we are going to play this 3-5-2, which it looks like Barraclough's hanging his hat on now, the question was always, where is Jordan Jones going to fit into that? He's not going to give you enough defensively to play in the wing-back role, uh, and can he play up front? And, and I think he's shown tonight that he can play up front, and he can be relied on, uh, because albeit you know he doesn't you know he doesn't necessarily know that position inside out, he's going to need to get a little bit of practice at playing there, although I do think he plays in a two up front at times uh, when he's at Kilmarnock. Um, but for what he gives you, it's kind of worth worth having, and and you know we've we've six or seven different strike partners we can play with them. Um, we've got a game coming up on Thursday night. We can test things out and we can see what works. But I think you know you, you do want him looking forward, looking ahead to Lithuania in September. You probably do want him in the side because you want as many match winners and game changers you get in the side against teams who are gonna like pack everyone behind the ball. Yeah, I mean he's the closest thing to. A- mercurial talent if you will <laughs> that we have but it, it's sort of true it's the one player I looked at tonight and got excited every time he got the ball you know he might take on a defender put in a decent cross and he he certainly had an influence for well he scored the first one and he had an influence on the second mm-hmm. just by caught just by being brave on the ball and taking on the defenders 
in my opinion, I think he's done enough to warrant the slot starting slot against Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Just be, yeah, you know, he he will annoy defenders all night. He will mm-hmm. worry them. It's just something we don't have mm-hmm. up top. He'll annoy uh, us as well. Yeah, that's he, that's he, that's yeah, the beauty about him. That's the beauty of him. He will at times, <laughs> but just for that excitement. That's it's a friendly as well. You know, might as well enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> but. I suppose managers obviously have a different opinion on games. They're a bit more pragmatic than us. Yeah, our heads aren't for the chop. No, no, <laughs> that, that, that's fair enough. And yeah, Barakov, <laughs> at times tonight seemed uh, seemed keen to uh, suck as much fun out of that game as possible. Some of his mm. changes. I mean, I said to you before the game, he's definitely going to bring on Savile. He's definitely going to bring on Ferguson, and he's definitely going to bring on Boyce. And he did all of them with a plum. Yeah, and we only saw two minutes of McCallum on. We only saw a couple of minutes of Bradley. But listen, I can't fault Barakov tonight because, uh, well, I mean. First half is it, we're a little bit shaky. We were getting very frustrated. Um, the delivery driver saved the day with that Domino's right on half time. Yeah. I mean that was uh, <laughs> that really set the tone for the second half. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's let's have maybe a bit of a chat about the first half because for a midfield of Thompson, McCann, Dallas, three very good technical players there, it seemed that we were getting a bit smothered at times. It seemed as though we looked like a side that were a bit more uncomfortable in the ball and and fair play they were brave. Maybe we didn't expect that. Maybe we expected to to get a load of time in the ball in midfield and then to kind of pack it from behind the ball and it caught us by surprise a little bit, but yeah, it was it was at times a turgid watch, um, and they got their act together second half. But yeah, first half it was maybe just the idea that it is a friendly, it is Malta, and these players have you know ultimately just come off the back of the most congested season of all time, with most of them playing twice a week. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure you can expect a bit of a sluggish start with the first game of an international group coming together. Um, certainly, with that lineup in midfield, I thought this is a real chance to dominate Malta. I was really excited by it. Uh, Dallas in centre mid, which you a lot of people have been calling for. I've, I've mm-hmm. said I prefer him on the wing, but he put a good case for himself, certainly yeah. in the second half. But I felt at times the midfield three didn't work as well together. I thought sometimes they were bypassed. Mm-hmm. The ball was shipped out to the wing, and then you know Cross was put in looking for McGuinness or a sort of longer ball, mm-hmm. and we didn't play through Malta as such. This mm-hmm. is what I envisaged we might try and do, yeah. uh, which was a bit frustrating, but. Say we saw more of that in the second mm-hmm. half. Relieved to see it as well. Mm-hmm. Do you think part of that is the idea that um, you know we talked in the pre-pod about Davis playing in that defensive midfield role and maybe looking past November if he isn't still around, or even if in the Nations League we're looking to find a solution to that that isn't Michael Smith. Um, Thompson plays there, and I don't think has his best game really. I think the first 10 15 minutes I thought he did well. Thought he got on the ball, and he will always look to get in the ball. And he's a good passer. Um, but he's, he's, I think he's shown me tonight that he's not the natural successor to Davis in that role. And one of them, my only qualms tonight is maybe you know we didn't see a little bit more of McCallum and we didn't see Galbraith at all. Um, and maybe that's down to where they are in their development. We're not seeing them on the training pitch week in week out. But I feel like we're no closer to knowing who the successor to Davis in that role is. And and it's a tough role to play. And it's an important yeah. role to play both out of possession and in possession. Yeah, I, I mean that's a good point. I think with Davis being absent. Uh, maybe we were lacking someone stepping up and filling his shoes as such, receiving the ball from the centre backs and trying to get the ball played through the midfield. So maybe because David Davis is so ever present for us normally, we're just not used to. Mm-hmm. Their players might not be used to having to step up and fulfil that role. Um, and again, like you say, I don't think we're. I don't think this game was ever going to give us much of an idea who is going to succeed Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
yeah. just going to have to wait and see. Completely fair, and I think uh, one of the points that the two of us were making sitting here watching that was at times, you know, Davis plays that role so perfectly, and, and Davis is always kind of that third man. You know, you see a lot of teams playing like this now where the third man kind of drops in, uh, and teams build up possession with a three at the back, whether that's a midfielder dropping in, a fullback dropping in. And I guess, um, I guess Steve Davis always is that, whereas tonight it looked like you had the three centre halves knocking it around each other and then there was a big gap before you saw any midfielders mm. who seemed to be, all be very advanced looking to get yeah. themselves in advanced positions but you know listen that's it, yeah. it you know clearly there was there was a bit of a tactic to maybe bypass them a little bit and um, you saw towards the end we were getting joy with that left footed ball in behind I think Savile plays a lovely one at one point mm. uh, Ferguson plays a good one as well but second half is better and and, and you know I mean first 15 minutes of the second half the two of us are sitting here buzzing because it's we, we score twice we're creating chances we're looking like we're knocking it about more the one touch football's coming off Dallas is playing well McNair is playing yeah. well and, and let's have a chat about the second goal Jordan Jones yeah he it's not the best ball into the box but ultimately he picks the ball up and he, he gets his head up he gets the ball in it's a it's a it's a it's, it's hard hit you know what I mean it's it's not an easy clearance for the defender it falls to is it Dallas I think it is who, yeah. who slides in Gavin White for his third international goal three international goals is good going for a guy yeah. who's only been around the setup for a couple of years yeah again it stems from Jordan Jones uh, like you say not the not the most uh, precise ball I'd say but you know, he creates something creates havoc and then Dallas is the wits to play in Gavin White and his good finish mm-hmm. and things were looking up I thought there was a bit there was a bit more of a buzz about the team they may have had a speaking to at half time uh, and it looked a bit more fluent for that sort of 10-15 minute period after after the break and uh, the next goal was just as good mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it was um, it's, it's Ali McCann's first international goal it was a great moment for him I, thought, I think he does do okay tonight I don't think it's his absolute um, most stunning performance on the Northern Ireland shirt in, in the same way we saw in those two games mm. in the Nations League back in uh, October November whenever it was but he he does he does well. He he keeps it. You know he very rarely gives the ball away. And and, and Paddy McNair, interestingly, with these overlapping runs. I mean, yeah. third man from from defence. It's not often you see that. It's very Chris Wilder. I don't know how into it <laughs> I am, but uh, I mean Paddy McNair. He has got attacking quality. He is that kind of third man in our midfield when he plays there, and it would be a shame to lose that. So if we can uh, if we can work out some sort of way, we can get him making those midfield runs and still doing all the centre half things. And I, I, I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, I would absolutely be too. Uh, it's it's a difficult one. You can't always have your your centre back, your third centre half, charging up the pitch down the right way. I mean, that's that's just not going to work against other opposition. Against Switzerland, but, imagine. But it was great to see, and you just saw you saw his quality come through. Possibly a bit of frustration from McNair's uh, half because he uh, didn't see much quality in front of him. He thought maybe he thought I have to take the game, mm-hmm. scruff the neck here, and he he did create a few chances. There was a run to the byline, and he mm-hmm. come back, and then obviously sitting setting up McCann who who gave a great finish as well yeah has to be said the sort of dink over the keeper very smart definitely yeah no it was a lovely finish and he's, this guy's got a couple of goals I think he actually always talks about he's a player who uh, wants to add more goals to his game that's maybe one of the slight criticisms I mean albeit he's playing on St Johnson's side who don't you know score many goals naturally um, albeit they've had a good season they're they're fifth in the league they're, they finished fifth in the league they won the double and he was an instrumental part of that but I guess if he wants to make that step up and it looks like he is you know going to be it looks like Celtic are very heavily linked with him this summer whether he goes there or not I'm not sure whether that's the right move for him or not I'm not sure but uh, adding goals to this game is, is one of those things that he's, he's always said but like in terms of the just kind of link that to the back three where McNair was playing I mean Cathcart and Brown I think Brown at times looks a bit ungamely um, he's not the most cultured centre half in the world he's not gonna um, he, he's not the Rolls Royce that Johnny Evans is but he is uh, an 
a functional option for us in the squad. He's playing at championship level. He's out of contract at Cardiff. Who knows if he's going to get that extended. But he's good enough to play kind of Championship League 1, Scottish Premiership level. And another defender like that, another defender that's not Tom Flanagan, um, is is a bonus for me, to be yeah. honest. And Look, it's not the most convincing defensive performance. It's not the most convincing goalkeeping performance by any stretch of the imagination. But it is a clean sheet and it is a win for Barraclough, which he's finally got that monkey off his back. I don't know if uh, if the stats now are going to become he hasn't won a competitive game in 90 minutes. Yeah. These na- narrative merchants seem to be, to be desperate to um, put him down but yeah uh, yeah, clean sheet can't complain no very happy with it I mean yeah I, I thought Kieran Brown did okay there were a few iffy moments um, especially uh, with Peacock oh, Pete, Peacock Farrell <laughs> as well sorry that's probably down to lack of game time and he didn't have much to do throughout I thought I mean pretty crucial we came away with a clean sheet tonight because they really didn't offer a lot of attack mm-hmm. I thought we we looked relatively comfortable Again, that's a defence with Johnny Evans to come in. Possibly Dan Ballard, who, congratulations, got promoted yeah, today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he was good. Yeah, he was really good You today. dozed off for a bit of it, but he was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was good for the, the half an hour I stayed awake for. <laughs> uh, and Jamal Lewis as well, to come back into the defence. Yeah, so, absolutely. And you're talking about you're talking about three or four players there. I think we, we rattled them off. It was it. So you've got Ballard, who... You know, isn't absolutely nailed on in that team. You've got Johnny Evans, Jamal Lewis, and Steve Davis to come back into that. Who are kind of you know nailed on to, to start for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us to be producing that, you know that uh, say level of performance, it wasn't the most st- stunning performance of all time. But given that we have those players to come back in, given that we did dispatch them with relative ease, and given that you know they're they're all right, they're not San Marino, they're not Andorra. They are kind of at a, a, a very small level, I'd say, above them. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it was fairly encouraging for me. Let's chat about Dion Charles. We were desperate to get him on. Um, yeah. Dion Belfast, as we've been calling him. Um, <laughs> I mean, Josh McGuinness was doing our heads, and let's be honest. Uh, like, I'm fine with him. I'm fine with the idea of Josh McGuinness. I'm fine with the concept of him starting up front against Lithuania in September. But yeah, God, he was graft tonight, wasn't he? At times, and uh, and Charles, when he comes on, he doesn't do a great deal better. But we look a little bit more sharp. I don't know if that's a bit of our confirmation bias, but it seemed that way to me. Yeah, there might be a bit of bias we've been calling for him to to play for a while now. I, what I would say is, I don't think he took away anything from no. our performance and how we play. And some good pressing moments as well yeah, yeah, because McGuinness just seemed to foul people loads tonight yeah he was a bit more clever in his press you know when he when he had a Maltese defender sort of backed into a corner he didn't go in for a, a tackle and lunge in and give away a free kick free kick <laughs> free yeah, kick I, I, can't, I can't speak tonight <laughs> what's going on yeah where they can just easily relieve relieve pressure you relieve <laughs> pressure with a free cack anyway. yeah. <laughs> cheap cheap but good yeah alright uh, let's let's see I um, was supposed to put a tweet out to get comments and I forgot to hit tweet so it's only gone out about five minutes ago let's see if we've got anything uh, yeah one person's come back to us Ryan Adams says much needed win and comp- confidence boots uh, <laughs> try that again go, go. <laughs> well I've, I, I'm in control of the edit button mate so you just pipe down uh, much needed win and confidence boost for the lads and the management staff Ali McCann looks like he's going to be one of the best we've found in years yeah completely fair let's have a look at the Facebook yeah. Um Naomi Fox says, pity it was just a friendly, brilliant result, uh, great that Ian's got a win, onwards and upwards and roll on September for competitive matches. Uh, Dean Mack says, good result, solid and controlled performance. Greg Campbell's just says, Brown's ponytail. I mean, it's uh, I'm into it. He looks like the type of guy who can name a thousand bands you've never heard of. <laughs> Possibly. Well, yeah, I mean, look at some of the best centre-halves in the world, they've ponytails, yeah. Dyke, Ramos, so... 
Why yeah. not, Kieran Brown? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Clipped. Um, Stephen Douglas says, well done, potential banana scale. And yeah, completely fair. Let me just refresh the tweet, see if we've got anything else. Uh, entirely my fault, that one. We normally have a good few people coming in. But no, sorry. Uh, you've probably seen that tweet one minute ago, uh, and I haven't seen your response. So, comments done. Let's chat about Ukraine. What would you like to see? Um, I'd like to see Jones start again. Yeah, I would too. I think, I was saying to you earlier, I don't think there's any point in us going to Ukraine. Well, maybe in terms of preparing for Switzerland. But I don't think there's any point in us just going to Ukraine, sitting back and maybe losing one or two nil mm-hmm. and not having a go, not not even trying to attack. Not I mean, least, we, because we probably do actually need to win that Switzerland game to have any chance. Yeah, exactly. We need to get used to playing on the front foot. Because when we sit back and try and grind out games, teams just break us down. Like we saw against Norway mm-hmm. or Austria as well. So I think we have to have a go, you know, not least because I want some excitement from, from the yeah. national team and like everyone does. Yeah. Um, so for me, I think Chunt has got to play. Add something different. Would you stick three five two? I'd stick. I'd stick to three five two. Um, also, see who else is to come into the squad. Potentially play Ballard as the third centre back if yeah, he's back. Definitely. Um, in terms of the midfield, I think I thought I thought most people played quite well. Potential question mark over McGuinness. Yeah. You know, do you put someone else in and give them a go? Somebody else can take penalties anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe he's... I mean, was that ever going anywhere else? I don't know, head down, hard. <laughs> just unlucky. I mean, it's a guessing game, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a shame it didn't go in for him. And then, wing-backs, thought McGinn and White acquitted themselves yeah. quite well. McGinn offered, well, we should, we should touch him again because McGinn offers you quality. And yeah, McGinn, gives yeah. you, McGinn gives you moments. And if, my issue, McGinn, is if you do have to carry him a little bit in general play because he is a bit older and maybe because he can't press as much or he can't give you as much off the ball. Um, but if you can get him in positions and, and get him in, in, in places where he can make things happen, like Dallas did when he got in yeah. positions, like McNair did when he got in positions, he can provide us that quality. And I was saying to you during the game, he's a guy who, for the uh, prior to this season, for the last four or five years, he's, he's got 10 goals, 10 assists, at least in the league every year. Uh, and they're numbers that we don't really have. So he's certainly one to keep around the squad. Yeah, it's Sort of, he goes under the radar, doesn't he? We sort of forget how he stepped up in some crucial moments. Mm-hmm. You know, Ukraine, yeah, definition of a Hungary, green like you said, yeah. uh, put a cross in against Russia <laughs> for Warren <laughs> Yeah, Portugal. That was a good, yeah, it's a good few years ago, but still, he does have that quality. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd also question whether question mark in centre mid Thompson or Savile. I thought Savile when he came on tonight, he looked yeah. looked okay. He yeah. put in some good passes. And he, he played well in the Italy game when he came on as well. Gives so. you, gives, he's a bit he's a bit bigger, and I, I found yeah. that tonight. I know that's a bit of a that's a bit of a kind of lazy point to make, but you know you look at McCann, you look at um, Thompson. They're they're yeah. they're wee lads. You know what I mean? They're they're both they're both good technical footballers. And McGinn, uh, Mc, um, McCann acquits himself very well, and I think he, for his build and for his size, he, he's 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 quite strong. Um, but Savile, he comes in, he's six foot two. He's able to yeah. kind of put himself about a little bit, and he's got a good bit of quality on the ball. He frustrates the life out of you, but I, I yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him. I think if you're playing Ukraine away in a competitive game, yeah. you see George Savile in the starting lineup. Yeah, I mean, one of his most impressive performances recently was the USA game mm-hmm. when Davis wasn't in that midfield and he stepped up to the mark. And when McNair's not in the midfield. Yeah, exactly, and he stepped up and sort of controlled the game for us a bit more. And we remarked we mar- remarked on it on the time, uh, so I could see him doing something similar this time around. Maybe sort of playing that deeper role. I don't want to say Savile's replacing Davis, <laughs> but I'm saying Savile's replacing Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, maybe for that game. Yeah, well, well quite possibly. I'd, um, 
and you know we, we've talked about a little bit in the podcast that you know him and him and McNair don't necessarily complement each other brilliantly in the midfield and if you are using Paddy McNair um, in that centre-back role then I feel like you do need to give George Saffold a chance in the midfield he's shown in the last couple of games that when he's come on or Whatever he's done, he's, he's he's done okay, and he can provide you goals as well. And as I say, you know, you you look at you, at Ukraine, you look at Switzerland. You probably do want, uh, you probably do want George Saville in the side for that. Um, everyone's just switched off, but that's fine. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll ask for your man, the man, man of the match. Well, any anything else you want to say about tonight, uh, or shall we shall we start to wrap it up? Well, just just pretty positive, I think. Yeah, finally a win, three goals away from home. Um, some good performances. Great to see the the young guys get on McCalmont and Connor Bradley. I know they didn't really get much of a run out, but still great to see them involved. Mm-hmm. And uh, the sort of conveyor belt of youth uh, is coming, is is working, and we're see we're seeing younger guys come through. It's quite quite exciting. Yeah, I think just hope they keep progressing. Yeah, one more tweets come in. Newton Soul eighty nine says surprised and disappointed we didn't get to see more of the young lads still to see what mm-hmm. Jordan Thompson offers us. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean I've argued for argued Thompson's case for a while, but uh, yeah, it certainly didn't didn't stick a huge claim tonight. Uh, he says Ali McCann and Jones impressed as we've said. Perfect. So uh, fantasy football, we announced this on the last podcast. So Euro twenty twenty fantasy. Now if you are still huffing that we're not there. Get over yourselves and get on this because there are some great prizes to be won. Uh, we've teamed up with 90s Inspired. Uh, if you haven't seen them, get on their website, get on their Facebook and Twitter. Um, so they're sponsoring our podcast on the Euros and they're offering a, a we're, we're giving away a prize. Uh, so an item of your choice from their website. Some really cool Northern Ireland stuff on there. I've got the 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 white, green and black jumper. It's a really cool design. I really like it. Alan's doing some fantastic work over there. I'm not just saying that. Well, I do have to say that anyway, but I do genuinely believe it as well. I think it's, it's some really cool stuff. And uh, and, and and that's for the winner of this uh, this Fantasy League. Uh, so, yeah, as long as that item is, is in your size uh, and in stock on the website. So have a look, see what you'd like. Uh, pick a team that's going to win it. Uh, Pete, you still haven't picked your team, but uh, we'll, we'll get you on to it. We'll, we'll get a proper chat about that when we announce it. Uh, so the... The code for the league, um, so your official Euro 2020 app, uh, the code for the league is 28QRT1PN09. Okay, so 28QRT1PN09. That's up on our socials as well if you want to go on there. Uh, there's also a direct link, which I'll try to remember to put in the bio. I realise I did say that yesterday and then never did it. Um, so, yeah, get on to that. There's still two weeks to pick your team. If you want to wait a little bit and, and see how the friendlies are going, that's completely fair. But do make sure you get in that league and, and, and compete for that prize. Um, Pete says, Pete's just written me a note which says, bring on Ukraine, one of the greatest days of my life. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, Absolutely. five years ago, it King, was the Kings of Leon. Um, yeah, it's a shame we were doing our A levels at the time and didn't weren't over there. But uh, I had a, had a great day celebrating with my mom anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, uh, who watched who watched the football game for ninety minutes for the first time? You know, interestingly, I was I was thinking about this the other day. That's a, it's, a, it's a massive ballsy moves he makes in that game. He makes six changes. He drops Kyle Lafferty. Yeah. And as I say, like I, my mum nearly had a heart attack when I came in and said he's dropped Kyle Lafferty. She said, he's dropped Kyle Lafferty for who? <laughs> and Connor Washington ends up doing brilliant. Corey Evans does brilliant. Aaron Hughes does brilliant. And everyone else who comes in does brilliant. So, yeah, um, great days. We're going to maybe do a podcast on that sometime to have a look back on it. Maybe watch yeah. the game back. Um, watch the game without the emotion. Um, skip through the hailstorm. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll be there forever. Yeah. All right, who was your man of the match tonight? And then we'll wrap it up. Man of the match, I'm going to say Jordan Jones. Yep. Yep. 
Yep, completely agree. Jordan Jones for me as well. Uh, offered something a little bit different. Give us some excitement. Uh, there were some other candidates, as we said. Dallas McNair and McCann all played very well. There were a lot of good performances, uh, but Jordan Jones for me. Right, Pete, thanks very much for coming on. Let's get you back to, uh, on the train to Sheffield. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> nice one, mate.